Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. In the Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace. Sticks down, ready to drop the puck. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carolina Hurricanes in town. It's a game that we've been looking forward to, quite honestly, to see the Hurricanes in person because Vegas hasn't played them there either. Uh, this season, but it's being overshadowed by a lot of movement leading up to the National Hockey League trade deadline. Noon on Friday, and the Golden Knights have made a trade today. So we've got the game coming up tonight. We've got the deal, the acquiring of Teddy Bluger to talk about, as well as being joined by two-time Olympian from USA Hockey, the women's national team. It's Megan Bozak with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace, who is... A beautiful human being in Megan, but she's about she's done some television work with us on the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. She's now experiencing the difference between TV and radio. <laughs> We're in these great <laughs> steel chairs. <laughs> we had to borrow a headset for you, and and we've got one little light for me over here. Nobody's grabbing you coffee. Nobody's getting you goldfish or anything like that. You got to make doing your own here on radio. You have to start somewhere. Yep. So no, it, it's fun to be here. Thanks, guys. <laughs> How, do, do, like, be honest. Do you enjoy working with Millard? How much time do you have? <laughs> we've got plenty. What's That's the segment? beauty of radio. What's our segment we, like we've here? Got, we've got 25 to 30 minutes. <laughs> Go for it. You know what? Darren's uh, Darren's been great. His head probably won't be able to fit through the door after <laughs> <No>. after <laughs> this. But, uh, no, I, I've learned a lot from him. been very fortunate to, to be on air with him a few times. But you know what? I, I will tell you quickly here. On Monday before the game, Bruce, we were just talking about injuries, trades, mm. everything mm. under the sun. And, um, he actually said, Darren, Darren might be our backup goalie yeah. and Darren's face, his facial expression for the next few hours, just a little, a little smirk. And he was ready to go. I yeah. think he brought his gear on the road with him. Mm-hmm. And she's not joking about bringing the gear on the road. Yeah. And some people would be <laughs> nervous surprised. being brought into the mix yeah. as a potential a- athlete and being thrown in there. Sure, yeah. Not me. I was ready. Bag of milk, baby. Yeah. A potential athlete. Can you explain <laughs> a potential athlete? Wow. Look at me. I've got the potential to be an athlete. Like, I'm not all the way gone yet. I can get back if I have to, to be an athlete. This uh, level? At, at this level? No, no, not at this level. Okay. That's why the emergency backup goalie is such a great thing, because there's no expectations for you uh, at all. Uh, Teddy Bluger was acquired by the Golden Knights in the last hour for a third, and Peter Dilatore. Uh, I've done some uh, contacting with different people, and uh, one of those uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins with my good friend Colby Armstrong, who mm. covers them uh, on a daily basis. And I'm curious to get the reaction of Megan here, who's been to Olympic Games, World Championships, and, and uh, you've got uh, teammates that fit different roles. Here's the, the 
background on Teddy Bluger. Can skate like the wind. Is dynamite. Not the biggest guy. Not the most physical guy. Uh, but can kill penalties. Is uh, more of a true center. He's only ever seen him play center. Uh, so that'll be interesting because Vegas has got uh, a lot of centermen. But what he kept uh, coming back to was uh, an amazing teammate and an amazing person. And he's going to be really popular in the room. He's going to be really popular with the media. And he's going to be able to, the, almost the perfect guy, Colby said, to be able to handle a trade like this. Uh, plays down the lineup and, and can help you on the penalty kill and in, in that kind of role. I think it's important to note when you have a role on a team, it can change, just like your teammates can change, your logo can change. But in, like with inquiring with Teddy Bluger, it's important for him to be comfortable right off the bat. It's a playoff team, a playoff contender. He has to fit in. He has to mold well. He has to fit the culture of what Vegas has started. So a big pickup with Barbashev, he's a physical player. Bluger with his speed, I think that's going to help. And we, we saw that on Monday. The neutral zone, they have to use their speed. Mm -hmm. They're fast. They're competitive. They're and you didn't physical. see enough of that uh, on, on Monday? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. And that's what, and I think that shows on the scoreboard as well, mm -hmm. uh, just not generating offense. But trade for, for everyone, family included, isn't easy. You enter a locker room maybe knowing a few guys, obviously playing against them for however many years you've been in the league. But it's not an easy, it's not a comfortable feeling. But if he can gel right away, that's important for them. Okay, you as an athlete, you've been in new situations uh, over the years. Uh, Barbashev comes in, and he's played a handful of games with Shea Theodore and Keegan Kolasar a few years ago in Chicago, but he knows them. And he's very familiar with uh, Alex Petrangelo. He was the, they were teammates on the Stanley Cup winning team. So there's that familiarity. And then you add in uh, Teddy Bluger. And I don't know how much uh, overlap there's been with guys in the Golden Knights dressing room. But I will say is this guy has played with three of the best for a long time uh, in the likes of Chris Letang and then Sidney and Malcolm. He's, he's not going to be intimidated by anybody walking into a new situation. So he's got that going for him. I don't think you can be intimidated by anyone. After going when through that, yeah. When you've been in the locker room, sitting next to, sitting across from, but having the same logo, wearing mm. that jersey night in and in, in, in night out right. with those guys, there's nothing better than that. But now you look into the next few months, you could be playing against them. Right. So what's what's better than that? And you would love that opportunity, I would right? love that yeah. opportunity. So, it, like, in terms of, of kind of making the move, and, and with Teddy Bluger, like, obviously penalty killing comes along with what he does well. And for a Golden Knights team where, generally speaking, their best penalty killers have been their best offensive players, the William Carlsons, the, the Chandler Stevensons, Riley Smiths, if Bluger can kind of chisel out that role as being first guy over the boards on a penalty kill, how much does that open things up for maybe Carlson, uh, Riley Smith? to focus more of their energy offensively. You have to look at how many minutes they're logging mm -hmm. on PK and, and hopefully not taking so many penalties. But down the stretch, when it becomes a grind and when at this point in the season, it is a grind. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have a really tough road schedule coming up here with five games shortly. So if you can ease that up and use the depth of your lineup, Power play, penalty kill, five on five, four on four, even going into overtime games, which we've seen a lot of this season. Um, it, it will free up more offensive availability there. And just being speed, 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 speed. 
Vegas could use a little bit. Everybody could use a little bit more of that, but a little bit more push up the lineup. Carrier could do that in the fourth line. He's now playing up in the lineup, so you might be able to backfill a little bit with that jump. Speed kills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as a, def as a defenseman, I've learned the, the hard way that if you can switch that on every single night, how do people stop you? The physicality of the game. But if you can put that physicality with, with speed, with the grittiness of playing inside the dots and below the tops of the circles, no one can stop you. Your stick can only do so much, but let your feet do the work. Megan Bozak's with us. Uh, she is part of the uh, group that has done a couple of uh, clinics the last couple of days and was with us in Denver for Monday night's telecast uh, on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, tell us what you did last night and what, why that was important and then what you're going to be doing this evening at the game. Sherry Hutzbett. Sherry Hutzbeth, excuse me, put on a great event last night, and we had about 45 to 50 girls mm. at the arena and from Learn to Play Little Nights. And it's just incredible to see the faces when they walk in. They're seeing old friends. They're meeting new friends that may become their teammates next season or in the summer. But just had a really fun night of different stations, a little bit of power skating, some games. Um, it's just great to be connected, great to be involved here, and you can just see how much the game is growing, especially on the girls' side here in Vegas. So, so it was all girls last night? It was all girls. How cool is that? Girls only. Girls, I, I girls love Girls only. And then tonight? Tonight, um, starting with, obviously, women's empowerment here mm -hmm. in, in Vegas has done an incredible job in wearing some special jerseys during warm-up that will be auctioned off. Um, during the first intermission, the U-12s, for the Junior Golden Knights will be playing, and I will be helping alongside. So <laughs> I've always dreamt of playing here at T-Mobile Arena, and now I'm finally getting my chance for three minutes. That's uh, <laughs> that's cool. You did a video last night when you were skating around the ice. Uh, did somebody shoot that for you, or were you like doing that yourself when you were skating around? Because I have a couple of questions about that. I did the video myself. Okay. I've seen you take selfies before, yeah, so it was good. a selfie video. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I skated around. I made sure that there were no little kids that behind me. That was my question. Me. Yes, I signed a waiver. Everything was fine beforehand, but I did have to make sure that my surroundings were clear to catch the whole arena. Andrew Stewart at City National Arena made you sign that uh, that waiver, but it was it was a great video. But I'm like, she's on the ice with all these people that can dart out in front of you at any point. That was that was brave. That shows you're a gutsy hockey player. I'm building my resume, however <laughs> however I can. Um, selfie enthusiast now. Yeah. I just I've learned from I've learned from the best. That's me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> potential athlete. Yeah. Potential. Potential yeah. athlete. Uh, so, like, in in terms of kind of growing the game uh, to girls, women specifically, like, it, in a non-traditional hockey market like Vegas, to to have an event like you had last night, how how much is that kind of pushing that direction forward? A lot of the girls, I think, are too young to realize, in a, in a good way, mm -hmm. that five years ago there weren't many opportunities and, and for myself growing up playing with the boys until eighth grade and um, switching to, to girls only and having an incredible run of it mm. and, and now wanting to give them every single opportunity and more so when a season ends there's no question of can I play next year it's where am I going to play next year mm. if it's learn to play if it's house league or if it's tier one 
um, whatever it is, people need to have the opportunity and having conversations with some of the parents last night and just how thankful they were that we want to grow the game wherever we can, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's here, there's groups going to Mexico right now. It, it's just we want a future, and you can see with, with the boys' side of it, they have a lot more opportunity than we do. Mm-hmm. So it's really making a push to – we may not reap the benefits of any of it, but to have them have role models that not necessarily are in the Olympics or on the national team, but giving them an opportunity to play is, is really why we do this. Hey, last time we saw you here in Vegas was uh, right around the rivalry series uh, game that took place uh, at uh, the Dollar Loan Center in, in Henderson. And that was a huge exposure for uh, the women's game to this part of the world. Uh, the intensity in that game shocked people, quite frankly. I think it shocks a lot of people if they haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. And especially seeing a game live, there's mm-hmm. nothing better. We're just as physical minus the open ice hits than, than the guys, but it's just a great atmosphere. And again, last night, hearing some of the girls, um, I saw some of your teammates, I saw some of your friends. <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. It's like I was there, but watching that game, you're such a fan. But seeing the faces and the signs in the crowd, when you get onto the ice and and going through warm-ups or taking your first shift and looking around, it's a surreal moment. You know, I I always ask this, and and I I find it really interesting. Like, can you put into words or contextualize the U.S.-Canada rivalry when it comes to women's hockey? Because it's one of the most amazing things to watch. And I just, as as someone that has been able to partake in it, how do you, how do you sit with it? How do, what does it mean to you? We train together mm-hmm. a lot. Some of us are teammates, and then when we on your know club teams. on our mm-hmm. club teams, yeah. and then when we know there's a game coming up, it's friends off. It's the biggest honor I've ever had is wearing that jersey mm-hmm. and sharing it with some of my best friends and realizing that I've gotten there because of my family support. Um, It takes a village. It takes a team and wearing that U S Jersey, hearing the anthem after um, it gives me chills every time, but it's the most heated of rivalries Mm -hmm. and just being a part of it. You can't expect anything less than legitimate blood, sweat and tears. It's the most intense. Yeah annual rivalry in sport yeah. that, that I'm in, involved in or exposed to. And uh, the, the men don't play every year. Uh, the World Junior Championship, uh, some years they're up, some years they're down, uh, but there's no guarantee that they're going to play every year either. Uh, we know the, the women are going to play every year, and they're going to play a bunch of times, whether it's an Olympic or World Championship or the Rivalry Series. And it doesn't matter whether it's Game 2 of the Rivalry Series or Game 7, and it did go 7 this year. Uh, who, who won that uh, Rivalry Series? Sorry, I can't hear you. Your, your headset? Oh, boy. Uh, Shoot. I, the, rental, the rental headset, headset just went out. just went out. Uh, Canada, Canada won four straight to, to win oh. the Rivalry Series. Uh, but, but, no, it, it, but it's awesome, and the roster's changed, and there's uh, some turnover. And I, I say that to uh, Megan. I mentioned mm-hmm. that because she brought 
daughter saw the Team USA pens last time mm-hmm. she was here. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, there was some uh, uh, bragging going on early, and there's some uh, real uh, peacock feathers out by me uh, yeah. right now. Yeah, just you know, ask Darren, Megan, if you will, um, whether or not he's paid up on the last bet that he lost uh, to me revolving around USA Canada. There's an uh, investigation taking place. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no investigation. You haven't paid up. That's just what it is. Um, it's okay. On, so you're a defenseman. You, you came up. Uh, one of the interesting things that I think people will be uh, really uh, love to hear once uh, we get into it is you, you crossed paths with Eddie Olchick today, walking back to, to, the, to the hotel. He was there. He's doing the TNT game tonight. And it wasn't like as a hockey player to hockey player that you met him. Like you and Eddie go way back. Way back. Uh, we grew up in the same town. Our kids, um, our kids as in. Um, myself and my brothers and, and Eddie's kids played baseball together, played hockey together, um, went to school together. So we've known the Olchek family forever. Was Eddie your coach? For baseball. For baseball. For baseball so with Eddie, his son, Tommy. Eddie an Olympian, Utah a two-time <laughs> Olympian, uh, and uh, Eddie a National Hockey Leaguer. Uh, you're part of the national women's team and all of that in hockey, and then Eddie coaches you in baseball. In baseball. Baseball. <laughs> yes, um... <laughs> It was really fun, and now looking back on it, just he was part of history. He was part of such great teams, and looking what he's done for for the game now in TNT, um, it's really special that I've had a childhood with with himself, with him, with his family, um, and calling him a friend, a mentor. Uh, yeah. There's no one better than him. Uh, his son, uh, I've talked to him several times. I can't tell them apart when it's just on the phone can you as somebody who's known them for a lot longer than i have uh can tell the difference between eddie and ed i can't say i've talked to eddie jr a lot on the phone but in person then there's nick is where there's nick um there's alexandria we get their christmas card every year and i don't get a christmas card from eddie so i'll have to look into that that's did you change your address uh no 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 no, just snubbed Pure snubbery. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Had to be baseball teammates. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Uh, Vegas right now. You saw them uh, at a different time of the year. What do you, uh, knowing that they can take their game up from, from Monday, what do you love about this team? What do you see as real positives going forward? I love the offensive zone drive. Hmm. And what I mean by that is creating opportunities from every angle. There's no bad shot because if a puck gets through, you can rely on your forwards to crash the net. And I think they don't ask how you score a goal. Mm -hmm. You see it on the scoreboard, and and that's a bonus. But I think it's a testament to their offensive play. But now on the backside of that, breaking the puck out, moving through, and just attacking and spending as much time as you can in that offensive zone. Uh, you love Alex Petrangelo. You love Shea Theodore and the way the way they play. Uh, just a just special players. I think Petro on on the point. Um, I wish I could have played more like him, but how he moves, how he uses the wall, but his vision out there. You what do you mean how he uses the wall? Walls are your friends. In and what I, way? I wish we knew that on Monday, <laughs> uh, twenty seconds into the game. Yes. Use the boards. It's an extra teammate out there. And you obviously have to read the angles, read where you're putting the puck, but 
he can shield himself with the wall and the puck, it's an extra puck protection. No one can attack you from one side, so using that to his advantage. But his vision is remarkable mm. in, in how he just can set, move the puck, but you never see him with his head down. He's a big body, and he plays that way, which is awesome. In terms of, you know, the Golden Knights... 60, the full complement. Uh, really, this team's fortunes and, and wins came when Zach Whitecloud got back into the fold. You had your, your your three pairs as you expected to have them at the beginning of the year. Uh, where do you kind of rank the Golden Knights one through six on defense in terms of the Pacific Division? I would, I would say if they can get through their goaltending injury everyone plays different with a different goaltender in net sure and it's not a fault of a goalie Thank it's you. just that oh boy you're the, you're the, <laughs> sorry you're he's still <laughs> he's still waiting for his call up he's actually uh, sitting here in his, he's potential sitting here athlete in right gear, here yeah. Yeah. Gear. it's three hours before game time but there may still be a Put chance me in, he's, coach. he's out there for warm-ups so everyone in. tune into warm-ups tonight go up the wall got it <laughs> <laughs> but you're most comfortable in front of goaltenders that you've played in front of. Mm -hmm. And if they can get back to a steady state with goaltenders, I think their D can be one of the strongest. If we can break that puck out quick, mm -hmm. move through the neutral zone, they're, they're one of the top. And I swear by this, defense wins championships. Mm -hmm. And we saw the, the switch go off when they got their starting six back. They were a different team, so much more efficient, uh, and not with end-to-end -end rushes by any means, but by just being able to zip that puck up. I wouldn't say it's a, confident, a confidence factor, but you're more confident in your abilities, where you can play to your strengths. You're not worrying about covering for Martinez. You're not worrying about where the puck's going to go behind the net. And it's, it's going to be a team game, and it's going to be a fight these next four weeks. So... If, the, if Vegas can get into a rhythm of playing strong in that D zone, finding some common ground with goaltenders and some steady state back there, I think they'll be a strong team leading into playoffs, and that's fun. Can you do an exercise with me in regards to their blue line? I want to walk through this sixth defenseman, and just give me like one word, one sentence on each guy and what you might like about them. You've you haven't watched them every game, but I know by doing the three television games that that, that we've done, you've been able to be exposed to their, their talent. So let's start uh, back up uh, uh, the Hag-White Cloud combination. What do you like about Nick Hag? Well, Hag and White Cloud, I think they work well together. You can see the support. Um, I would say more neutral zone, mm. where if they go D2D pass, they're already one step ahead. And I like that between partners and myself leaning on my D partner often. You have to rely on them. You're, you're going to know if you have to be a late support or if you can jump up, to, up into the play and add an, an F4 going into the zone. And I think Hagen White Cloud do a, real, a really good job supporting each other through that neutral zone. I like White Cloud because he's got that sneaky offensive ability, but he's still reliable defensively. So you would want him to jump in? Yeah. As as an F four, yeah. if you can have that second layer and on top of that a third layer, who will stop that? 
And he did that the other night uh, against Tampa Bay. F4 is the fourth forward in the rush moving forward. I never understood why they call it F4 and not fourth forward, but uh, that's hockey terminology that I can take up uh, an argument another day. Uh, uh, We've got uh, Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore. Martinez block shots. Yeah easiest way to put it he will sacrifice his body whether he wants to block it or not it's a foot it's a hand it's a whole body you need that it's it's another it's a sneaky play Mm -hmm. no one wants to stand in front of a shot i didn't you're crazy enough that you were a goaltender and you wanted to do that although you probably let a lot of goals in i wasn't hurt a lot (laughs) you weren't yeah Yeah. you didn't touch the puck a lot so wasn't saying um it was no (laughs) not sure where the puck not sure where the puck was we had a lot of center ice face-offs. Um, but <laughs> the, truth hey, com- hey. the truth comes out on radio. I want everyone you. to note this. Who had a cleaner breakout than my team? <laughs> Referee skated right to the middle. The confidence over here is just overflowing. It is. Um, but you need you need that sacrifice, especially late in the game when you've seen it the last few games they're letting up goals hmm. and then losing games. You can't lose a point in this part of the season, but blocking shots is just incredible. Uh, go Shea Theodore next, I guess. Stick positioning. Hmm. And I'm big on stick positioning, and I obviously love to watch the D, mm-hmm. but he cheats the play from playing to the inside. If a puck is going to be moving, he's moving his stick right away and then turning his body, and it's an unwritten rule, so to speak, but he's a step ahead. And with the puck moving so quick and bodies constantly moving, he knows where that lane will be, and he's taking it away before the other team can realize he's doing that. Braden McNabb? I thought last night, or the other night, was one of his best games. They they really only allowed one goal on the goalie because the first one and the last one were weird plays, but uh, I I loved his game. I was was going to say... um, He's been a strong offensive presence for me. And looking at Monday, he blocks a shot, he hits someone, keeps the puck in the offensive zone, and then gets the puck through to create chances. Mm-hmm. We know it didn't it didn't result in a goal, but if you can make four big plays in a matter of 12 seconds, that's a guy you want on the blue line. And Petro. Who? Petro. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Olympic champion. I- <laughs> Yeah, I'm a fan. I, 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 <laughs> you I give, buy it. I give credit where credit is due. It's I love, I love watching him. He's a full package player for me, mm-hmm. um, and he's someone you want in the locker room, on the ice, in big situations, or if the game is six to nothing. Yeah, it's someone that you want on the ice. His poise, um, his deceptiveness, and just his vision out there is something I wish I could have taken into account in my game five to ten years ago. Really? Really. I grew up watching Duncan Keith mm-hmm. and just are such a risky reward player, such a smooth skater, and um, I, I was never a player like that, but if I could go back and watch more of, of Petra, I would. And he's such a cool guy to talk to. That's that's the other part of it. Uh, I wish people got to experience that because you can go anywhere with that guy. You can talk real estate or you can talk a one three one, like it's in in the same sentence almost. It's and he's probably more excited to talk about the real estate. <laughs> a good a good family guy. Yeah. Uh, someone you want 
around when things are tough and, and things are going good. That's cool uh, to be able to hear from an Olympic defenseman talking about uh, the Golden Knights uh, defenseman. Uh, Natasha was one of the girls that was out with you last night. Her mom, Stephanie, is a regular caller to the VGK Insider Show, yep. and she wanted to say that it was amazing to have her daughter be with an Olympian like you last night to be able to uh, see that uh, you can take this beyond just uh, minor hockey and how much fun the girls had last night. So that's coming straight from Stephanie, uh, from Natasha, who was out in the ice with you, that uh, the girls just had the greatest time. That's this cool. is exactly why uh, why we do this. Mm -hmm. It's um, yeah. What was one of the stations I... last night? Uh... <laughs> well, my station was a game. Yeah. And there were four groups, so when they got to, to my group, it was a five-on-five five with, with just one goaltender, and so we just tried having fun with it, giving them team names and whatnot. And when we did it, maybe our second or third rotation, the group came in. It was a younger group, and for the first two or three minutes, everyone just went around to give me a hug. <laughs> so I stood there. Someone was like, I want to give you a hug. I'm like, perfect. Well, then there was a line and then I think they went through a few times and we just <laughs> hugged. And if that's not why <laughs> you play, you play, totally. you try to grow the sport and just seeing the smiles on their faces and not worrying about what wins, losses, ice time, touches. People yeah. in the stands are thinking we just, yeah. it was fun and it was special. It was special for me um, seeing some of the photos that, were taken last night just I think exemplify that I only joy saw your selfie but I learned selfie. this I learned the selfie from you yeah so oh boy it's did I screw up a selfie with us one time I don't know. technology <laughs> I, I do do that every now and then yeah. I screw up technology you know what he he gave me a little bit of a little sadness a little I was missing out <laughs> when mm. I did my first two games with VGK in November first game i wasn't a part of the crew i got a video from darren being mm. like hey myself and darren elliott we're here you're not here um it was sad it was sad but we it missed was her. A, it yeah. was a selfie video yeah. it was i, I think if, <laughs> if there's one thing darren does really well it's making sure that he he understands the selfie that i'm right in the middle of the it, camera it's, it's got it, as long as it's focused in on you i don't care whether anybody can hear what i'm saying or not you hit as long as the they can see this face and this yep. little flip and this beautiful do you do cameo videos too? i do cameo videos oh wow yeah oh. oh the cameos are only videos oh, as far as I, I, know. I don't know anything about cameo. so someone can pay pay me for them for me to talk to them or I know what you're someone thinking. Someone on Who Cameo can pay Darren Millard yes. to take happy a video birthdays. and say what? Say happy birthday or have a good weekend. Have a great tournament this weekend. Ooh. Hey, uh, girls, good luck in your playoffs this weekend. I've had that happen before. Uh, or, wow. or, hey, have a, you know you're going through a tough time right now. Let's go get them. Have That's you ever thing. gotten some odd requests? Yes. Mm. I keep Do my clothes on, though. Okay. <laughs> Okay, um, let's go. So, <laughs> Ryan, I've told you before. That is, I've a, told you before that I will a, not do that. That's a All segment right? ender if I've ever heard. No, that you've asked, and I just tell you right there. I can't unbutton any more buttons than this. Hey, all I'll say is I, I've never been on Cameo, so that's, we, that's a you problem, not we, a me problem. We did something today, and uh, <laughs> because uh, Megan's on the inside of this, uh, we did this uh, group thing with the VGK broadcasters: Dave, Shane, 
Gary, and myself. And it, they call it roulette, but it's just banter back and forth. I ask the questions, they answer it, and they're all goofy questions. Well, Dave had some technology problems, and he was late, and he was full lather when he got on. Like, he was he was out of sorts. I hope he's listening right now because it was it was he was off kilter. But I and he was late, late, late. And I said to, to the guys, every minute that he's late, Gary has to undo a button. <laughs> that, that got shot down really fast. Why? Uh, because Shane didn't want to see Gary and the spider hairs coming out and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he's a hairy man, Gary. He's a hairy man. I love him. Uh, there's just a little insight because. Megan would appreciate it because she sat beside Gary mm-hmm. the other night mm-hmm. on the television. Yep. Radio or TV? What are, what are, what are you feeling more? Um, I feel yeah, you worked with like I have a face for radio. Mm-hmm. Darren just nodded his head yes. Yeah. So yeah. now I understand I have we a, have face, a face, face for radio. radio. I understand. Okay. No. Um, I thought I really radio. enjoyed my time with mm-hmm. Darren, but now I'm rethinking. Listen. No. All, listen. All you, all you got to do, give him a cameo request. Let's go Team yeah. USA. Not going to turn it down. I'm going to. If anybody ever asks you that question again, here's what you answer. Oh. I love radio and it's freedom and it's fun, but TV pays a hell of a lot more. <laughs> so, I like TV. But when I have spare time, I'll do radio. Yeah. That's all you got. I answer. like that. Yeah, I like, like that. Like nobody's having more fun than us. Uh, Megan Bozak, uh, thanks for joining us in the VGK. Insider Show. Thank you so much for having me. Go do whatever you have to do here tonight. Go Team USA. Team USA. Yeah. Team USA. Uh, Say by the it. Way. I'm going to put a cameo. How much do you charge for cameo? Uh, 30 bucks, I think. $30? Yeah. American? Um, uh, American. Okay. Yeah. I'm not Canadian. Like, it would be $2 Canadian. Is it true? Last question, because I've wanted to ask this before. Is it true Team USA and Team Canada women's hockey players will not sign autographs with a silver Sharpie? I've heard this. I and mean, is I I have signed silver. You have. I have. Okay. Um, I think if you win a gold medal, you sign in gold. You do. Um, as we've learned, because Gary Lawless decided to give me a little bit of a hard time yesterday on the post game that Darren Millard shook his head in agreement with after yeah. Gary made a comment about but I didn't say how it. it feels to maybe watch Canada win at an Olympics. Um, I think if you win, you sign in gold. You do. If uh, I'd never heard that before until if recently. If you don't, but one thing that we've, we don't sign flags. Oh, you don't sign we flags. We don't sign flags. Huh. Um, just, I think, out of a respect factor, you don't sign an American flag. That's cool. If you if you want to know more knowledge, uh, send me a cameo request. I'll I'll pass it along uh, to everybody. Thirty dollars, but um, I'll give you a discount code. I want to buy a new bike, <laughs> and I want to buy a new set of golf clubs. That's my cameo fund. I, All right. I don't think in this weather you're going to be doing much golfing soon. <laughs> Good point. I blame that on you because every time you show up, it's bad weather. It's crazy. He's so kind. Um, yeah. <laughs> Megan Bozak uh, with us. Uh, thanks for joining us. Have fun tonight. Doing Thank you very much. Right. Uh, we'll be back with uh, one-timers news notes from around the National Hockey League. But two tickets to give away. 702-876-1340. Sunday's game against Montreal. Call now. Be caller number 12. And you are going to Sunday's game on us at Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
Let's get into it. We've got two more tickets uh, for Montreal and Vegas on Sunday, 702-876-1340. But we're not opening the phone lines just yet. I know somebody's phone. Chapman, are those lights blinking? Yes, they are. Well, yep. we're not going to take the answers to the callers just yet. All right. But we will at the end of this segment. Do not let me go to break without bringing that up. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll scream at you there, Mister. There I forgot about. Uh, so normally about on, on one timers, it's news and notes, and it's stuff that's making its round around the National Hockey League over the last twenty-four to thirty-six hours. Uh, mm-hmm. Today, it, I almost have to cut it off to the last two and a half hours because there's so much action taking place ahead of the National Hockey League trade deadline. If you have not heard, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, acquired Teddy Bluger from the Pittsburgh Penguins this afternoon, a center iceman for a third-round pick uh, in 2024. And uh, uh, who did they deal for that? Peter Dilibatori. Peter Dilibatori. Yeah. Uh, had that written down right over here. Uh, so Peter Dilibatori, uh, minor leaguer, and a third-round pick for Teddy Bluger. Yeah. That is the deal. Bluger is a center iceman. I uh, think he can play the wing. Uh, I've uh, talked to a couple of people in Pittsburgh. They've known him purely as a center iceman. Uh, six foot, fast, penalty killer, uh, plays down the lineup. Uh, it's a player that doesn't bang a lot, but is really, really positive, really, really responsible, and an amazing teammate. And uh, this is just uh, backfilling uh, a little bit, but uh, it gives you options yep. uh, with with that, uh, there's been that one line all year, right? It's been more consistent lately, mm-hmm. but there's been that one spot all year, and with Barbershev, uh, who can bang and crash and play in straight lines, and Bluger, who can certainly help you out in the penalty kill, uh, and as another uh, center iceman, uh, gives you options. Yeah, it's a, it's addressing depth for the Golden Knights, and I think that's going to be the big key, right? You, you, you go through an 82-game season, you hope to go through four rounds of the playoffs, and, and the best way to do that is to uh, to utilize everybody at your disposal and utilize your depth. And for Teddy Bluger, the, his speciality is going to be on the defensive side of the puck. And I don't think that you can have too many players that are going to be able to be responsible and take care of their own end, kill penalties, and do some of the unsung work that uh, that you know maybe goes unnoticed at certain times. Uh, this will be uh, old news for those that were with us at the top of the show, but Jacob Chikrin was traded to the Ottawa Senators by Arizona. The long-awaited trade for a team. that Jacob Chikrin has been asking for. It's a conditional first-round pick is the compensation uh, in this year's draft. It's top five protected. That's the condition on it. Uh, a conditional second-round pick in next year's draft and a second-round pick in 2026. So a first and two seconds mm-hmm. for Chikrin, who is in the fourth season of a six-year contract. And that gives Arizona... Uh, a little bit of closure on this front. And for Ottawa, a team that is in the mix, not in a great position in the Eastern Conference by any means, but they're playing more meaningful games than we've seen in years in Ottawa. But it gives them a dynamic blue line uh, going forward uh, that's that's really interesting to watch, along with the different changes that the uh, alterations and young talent that they have up front. I think if you're an Ottawa Senator fan, you were hoping for a bigger breakthrough this year. You're not going to get that, but you're really set up for years to come with Chikrin. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that this makes the Ottawa Senators better, and it makes them better at an area where they needed to improve, and that's defensively. So uh, when you start to look at holes and you start to look at ways in which you can start to move the needle in the right direction, the Ottawa Senators trading for Jacob Chikrin does that. Now it's going to be on the players in the room 
to go out there and, and do it come next year because uh, I don't think they're they're not pushing for the playoffs this year. Meaningful hockey, sure, but they're going to have to take a big step next year. Uh, I'm not a very patient person in the contract negotiations uh, over the course of my lifetime. Uh, I tend to, tend to get a little squirrely. Dylan Larkin took his uh, up until the wire of uh, mm -hmm. the trade deadline, really, uh, because he is an unrestricted free agent, the captain of the Detroit Red Wings. But he inked the eight-year deal that he was after today uh, with a cap value of $8.7 million per year. It's uh, just shy of $70 million for Dylan Larkin uh, for the 26-year-old. Uh, I think it's great for both sides. Mm -hmm. Higher then Detroit wanted to go, but you've got your captain under contract for another eight years. This is a guy that's never played out of the state of Michigan. Yeah, Went to college there, played junior hockey there, uh, played in the minors uh, in Grand Rapids, and now with the Detroit uh, Red Wings. Uh, he is homegrown in every sense and a, a hockey player too, a guy that I just love talking to about the game of hockey. Yeah, I'm all in with Dylan Larkin. I love the way that he plays. I think that you've got an opportunity to have, you know, a long-serving, long-time captain who's uh, born and raised and, and really a Michigan guy through and through. And, you know, for the Detroit Red Wings, I feel like Dylan Larkin kind of deserves to be there when this team turns the corner and this contract ensures he will be. Uh, Nashville Predators traded Michael Granlin to the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is I think goes hand in hand with the Teddy Bluger trade. Bluger yeah. goes out to Vegas, and there's some space there. They bring in Michael Grant. So uh, Pittsburgh massaging their roster for a last-ditch stretch run uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, a little bit more scoring uh, than Teddy Bluger would offer them. And Jonathan Quick was traded last night for uh, UC Corpusalo uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets and Gavrikov. Interesting yeah. trade. I want to just say Quick is not happy about this. <laughs> he didn't have any trade protection, yeah. so there's nothing that uh, that went sideways on, on that. Uh, he was able to be traded. I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he never plays for Columbus, that, uh, that he's moved uh, uh, before the deadline or just doesn't play again. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, about that either. Um, you know, as, as you mentioned, uh, there's a lot of emotional attachments that a lot of fans have to Jonathan Quick and what he was meant to the Los Angeles Kings organization. But if you are a Kings fan, this does make you better. 702-876-1340 as we wait for the other shoe to drop on any potential Jonathan Quick flip. Let's give away a couple of tickets to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens for Sunday at 3 o'clock. It's an afternoon game on Sunday, 702-876-1340. We will take caller number 10 on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So... I want to give a big shout out and a stick tap to the UNLV Lady Rebel basketball team. They finished the regular season last night going up to Reno, beating the University of Nevada in Reno. They finished the regular season 28-2, in the Mountain West Conference, which they won by five games. They're on a 19-game winning streak. They haven't lost since before Christmas. They will enter the Mountain West Conference tournament as the number one overall seed and uh, win there and hopefully onto the NCAA tournament with a, uh, a, a pretty high seed because uh, they have certainly earned it. 
Incredible. 19 straight wins, 28 and 2 on the season. It's it's crazy to think that this is only Lindy LaRock's third season in charge of the Lady Rebels and she's a kid still. Like she's so young and she's coaching this team to such great things. Uh it's local kid or local girl I should say. I uh, grew up here in Vegas, played high school locally at Durango, so very awesome to see her doing big things and uh hopefully she sticks around for a few more years because I know after this season there's going to be some phone calls coming in from some really big schools for her uh, services. Oh yeah. Wow. That's uh that's interesting to think about it like that. Yeah, one of one of the negatives I guess to 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 having a very successful yeah. program when when you're a smaller school, but uh nonetheless, you take them when you can because you know they the these NCAA tournaments are few and far between, so uh Hopefully they keep winning and uh, they they will advance. Coming to the rink tonight? Absolutely. Got to go see the good Sebastian Ajo, or the other Sebastian Ajo, I should say. Why do you have to be like that? Well, you know, I mean, there's two Sebastian Ajos. I know. There's there's the one who's Swiss, right, and the other, or no, Swedish and Finnish. But why can't we just say, I'm looking forward to seeing Sebastian Ajo tonight. I want to see Sebastian Ajo. There there you go. Yeah, Uh, he's a stud. reaction to the trade? Teddy Bluger acquisition? Yeah, I, I I like the player. I think he's a guy who, who will fit, uh, especially on the penalty kill. Um, interesting to see where he'll slot in, but uh, I, I am excited, and uh, I can't wait to see him suit up. I, I'm assuming against New Jersey on, on Friday. I'm going to tell you this right now. In the intel that I have on Teddy Bluger, I think he is going to be one of your favorite players instantly. Well, I love Jack. the name Teddy. I, lo- I love the fact that he's named Teddy. He's a good player. He's a hard worker. He's really responsible. And he's a great person with his teammates and with the media. He's one of those uh, just uh, talkative guys. And you seem to be drawn to those guys. 